Yeah. So I was like, I don't care how many people tell me that this isn't going to work. I'm doing it. <laughs> because the alternative sucks. So... Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. So how, how have things been? Things have been good. Things have been pretty good. Um, you know, business is going well. Podcasting is always a lot of fun. Pretty standard stuff. <laughs> Are you, uh, have you been traveling at all lately? Uh, not too much. Uh, not since I took a trip to, to Europe back in July. Nice. I was in a few places around Europe then. And otherwise, uh, I live in, uh, Sacramento, California, mm-hmm. um, which is about two hours east of San Francisco. So I'm kind of in between there. I go to San Francisco pretty often too. So it doesn't really, I don't really think about that as traveling though. Cause it's so close. Yeah. How, how far is, uh, Anaheim? From where you are, uh, Anaheim in the general LA area is about six hours south of me. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. I'll be in Laguna in a couple weeks, and yeah. uh, Anaheim after that. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I definitely I, I'm down there fairly often because I mean that's still like perfect weekend trip. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a distance. Like you know, I take you know friday or something and then drive down there and then i'm mm-hmm. there for the weekend and drive back like that's totally fine but yeah it's definitely not like a day trip though yeah that makes yeah. sense so you've got paths to podcast success as your podcast does your business have a uh name that would be the name of it as well Path to podcast success yeah gotcha okay your last episode was Drewby? That's um, just who you have on your website. Yeah, I believe so. I have them automatically go out, so I gotta double check, make sure which one came out. Which say Wednesday? Yeah, which one came out today? So are you kind of focusing on a certain niche or no? Um and yes, Drewby was the one that came out today. Uh I mean, not, I mean, I'm entrepreneurs looking to start podcasts, established entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not, you know, it doesn't, podcasting isn't, uh, it's something that pretty much anyone can, can use. Right. Yeah. I niche down more of my, like I said, I mean, I just work with established entrepreneurs. Typically yeah. newbies can't really afford my services. Um and I focus more on psychographic as well because I suppose demographic because I uh, it's an ongoing relationship I have with my clients so they have to be the people that I would want to do that with mm-hmm. um, so I pay more attention to them as a person as opposed to like yeah I haven't heard that term that before sense. yeah psychographic yeah that's new for me I like yeah. it though it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah no I've I've I forget what book or something I uh-huh. I can't take credit for it. Uh, I, f- I forget who t- kind of turned me on to that to that way of describing it, but mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I focus more on a psychographic because with the podcasting, there's no need to niche down further because I mean it's just podcast editing. You know, I'm not if I was yeah. doing like coaching or something, that'd be a different story. But this is very much a, a done for you service. Yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Yeah. All right. Is there anything in? Well, no. Sorry. That always drives me nuts when you switch screens like on Macs because they have the corners settings mm. and all everything flies away and I'm like, shit, <laughs> can't see. <laughs> Can you remind me, how long have you had your podcast? So it's been six months and okay. I just released episode 53 this morning. Nice. 63. Nice. Yeah, because I've been we've been putting out. Uh, was it Ryan? Was it sixty three this morning? Oh, he's he's deep in something right now. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was a uh, sixty three. Now it's gonna bug me. It's one of those things I I gotta know what it is. No, you're good. You're good. I understand. Sixty three. Yeah. 
You know what my title was to today's episode? What? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever heard of, uh, uh, obviously, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, if you follow his social media, like, he's on this strict diet or whatever, you know, a bunch of, bunch of protein and all that kind of stuff. And, like, Sunday's his cheat day, so he's famous for his cheat meals, you know? It's like yeah. these insane cheat meals and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, he'll he'll do these posts where he's like, you know what? It wasn't cheat day, but I was just, I had a case of the fuckets, you know? And it happens sometimes. You get a case of the fuckets, and you're like, I work hard. You know what I mean? I want this. I'm going to have some of it. You know, as long as you don't let it get out of control, it's okay. So Exactly. You know, so my episode was about the entrepreneur's case of the fuckets, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. fuck everything. Shut it all down. I don't want to do this shit no more. Why am I torturing myself, you know? exactly (laughs) and so i walk through the the cycle you know what i mean yeah of loss 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 all right fuck everything and then you know how you come out of it and yeah it was a it was a good episode i've gotten a lot of good feedback on it already that's awesome i mean hey that's yeah i get it it's a good way to describe it you know i've got case of the fuckets (laughs) yeah you can only take so many you know I guess I I always try to be a little different in that, you know, so many people share their wins and share all the good stuff. And, you know, this is how I got here and this is what you can learn from me because I'm winning. It's like sometimes we lose, you know what I mean? So it's like, are you willing to, you know, talk about that when you're in the loss, you know, when you're actually losing right okay. now, you're willing to post it out there? And well, like, you lose more than you win, so you're more likely to be in a loss than you want yeah. to win. And so... I mean, you know, that's kind of like where that came from. And I've always kind of been like that, super transparent. So I was just like, yeah. I'll put it out there. I'm, I wasn't feeling creative. I didn't want to do a solo episode, you know, because, you know, solo episodes are a lot harder than, than the guest episodes, you know. And oh, yeah. so, I've actually, I've, I've, I don't do solo episodes on my mm-hmm. personal show. Yeah. Because I just have no, like, you know, it, take, it takes a lot more work to sit down and figure out what the content is when we talk about like no, I just let my guests make the content for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 lucky in that I have, and I, I think you could do this too. I mean, because I I honestly, I get a lot of more feedback on my solo episodes than I do my guest episodes. Because right. I mean, pretty, I I could do solo episodes. It's yeah. not that I couldn't do them. It's just that like, and half the reason I do it too is for the relationships I create with my right. guests as well. Mm-hmm. And plus, I record. I mean, I release five days a week. Yeah. I have so many. Like, if if I add solo episodes, how are you? Mix too, how are you doing that? Like, how are you getting five guests a week? That's insane. Like, how am I recording? Well, I have. I mean, I have. Well, let's say. I mean, this week on Monday, I had three podcast interviews I recorded. Uh-huh. Yesterday, I had two. Today, I have three, and you're you're number four. Well, you're number mm-hmm. three, and I have one more podcast recording for my show after yeah. you. Tomorrow, I have uh, three. And that's a pretty standard week. Mm-hmm. And so, but to make it so that I don't, uh, when they ask me once my episode will be released, I don't want to be like, oh, it's going to be released in six months from now. Yeah. So to keep up with the amount of that I'm recording, I release five days a week. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I've, I've had a few interviews that they released like three months later. And I'm like, by that time, half the stuff I said isn't relevant anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, this, uh, this will release next Friday. Oh, so cool. it's Wednesday. Yeah. No, actually, next Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, and and that's the whole deal is if I don't get a guest booked in time because I've got other stuff going on, right? I just do a solo, solo episode. Episodes, yeah. Yeah. So I it's kind of the re- I I do it so much because this it's my primary like yeah. You know, that's just how I like to do. I do business with the podcast, and that's how I create relationships with new people. So mm-hmm. like. And that's one of the things you could say is I've, that's what I do. I've had over 200 guests. You know, I think I, I know a thing or two about bringing on guests and how to structure the conversation. And oh, yeah. How to have a okay. successful episode. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> half the, a lot of what I do with new clients is I walk them through like the interview process and like uh-huh. how to have a good episode. Because I mean, I have them, I, I'm able to do it so well now that I don't, well, half the reason I'm able to release five days a week and have that be feasible as far as cost um, and time for my team. And, and what I have to pay out is mm-hmm. that, like, I, no editing is usually ever really done. Yeah. I, you know, Ryan's my producer, but he ha- he has to do very little editing. Every now and then it's it's mainly on solo episodes, you know? 
All right. I'll just get pissed off in the middle of the episode and walk away for five minutes and then come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, the only editing I need to do is if there's maybe internet cuts out. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've had that happen once right. or twice. Oh, uh, oh, I'm expecting a delivery. Yeah. <laughs> That's happened before, so they had to like get up and take care of that. So like again, I'll, I'll cut that, but... Otherwise, I typically don't do any editing because it's just mm-hmm. not needed. Yeah, it tripped me out when I first started how many people told me that they didn't have to do any editing. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, people screw up. People <laughs> say the wrong thing, whatever the case is. But that, that that's what I love about the podcast that I listen to and, the you know, doing my own is the conversational tone, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like we're probably – we've probably already started. So a couple minutes ago <laughs> – We've given them already a, a lot of good information, <laughs> but I will get you introduced here. So, all right, guys, I got Evan Johnson. He's a focuses on relationship building. He's got his company Path to Podcast Success, and uh, his podcast also Path to Podcast Success. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to go ahead and subscribe to that, um, he kind of focuses on psychographics when picking out his clients, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. But the reason I'm having Evan on the show is because he actually had me on his show a couple weeks ago, and a lot of the conversation was about building building that presence in the marketplace using a podcast and how you can you can reach out to leads, how you can have conversation with leads, how you can get free uh, coaching from podcasting, just, yep. just so many benefits <laughs> to it. And I thought that that would serve my audience really well also. And so uh, welcome to the show, Evan. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun, you know, being on the other side of the mic. Absolutely. So (laughs) we were talking a little earlier before I introduced you there. Um, How many podcasts are you at now for your personal one? It's at 100, I believe 170 something is the episode that's probably out today. But of course, in the can. I have over 200 episodes wow. that have been recorded. So if you've been maintaining that five a week number, you know, coming out uh-huh. with five episodes a week, that means you've only had the podcast for 34 weeks. No, no. Okay. I, have, I have upped it to five episodes a week okay. relatively recently. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I have had <laughs> – no, 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 no. It's not – I've had the podcast since like 2019. Gotcha. One a week for the longest time. Mm-hmm. There was some time because of personal reasons and, you know, with some moves, yeah, some other stuff that the, and there weren't episodes being released for some time. Then I got back into it, and then I, I upped it to five a week. Now I've got to up mine to five a week because I'm competitive like that, you know. <laughs> I don't know right, that I well, can. I, I guess I'm going up to seven a week then. <laughs> Bring it, let's go. <laughs> My friends are gonna be like Doug. All you do is podcast now. I know I gotta beat Evan. <laughs> Yeah, Evan's putting out more than me. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Um, so I guess take me all the way back. I, you know, I, I did get a chance to look at your website, kind of go through the about me mm-hmm. section, and you've got a really cool story in there, and I'd love Thank for you. my listeners to hear it, kind of how you had the choice of two roads. So you want to walk us through that real quick? Yeah. So, I mean, started, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, 24 now, so I'm definitely been out for a, a while now, but it's still relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, my, my mom has been an entrepreneur for pretty much my entire life, and my dad has had the office job, right? He, you know, put on the suit every morning, go to work, work nine to five. Uh, he actually had a tax, he worked at a tax accounting firm. Mm-hmm. Technically, 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 he was kind of like an entrepreneur as well, because my grandfather started the firm. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, as an employee, it was yeah. no no different. Um, but during tax season, he'd be gone. I mean, there were some years where he'd be gone from like before I wake up for school at like five thirty six a.m. to like after I'd gone to bed at like eight nine ten p.m. Mm-hmm. during tax. I mean, he got all day. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous hours. But my mom, she's been an entrepreneur for my entire life. She had the first, back in like two, early 2000s, she had like a maternity t-shirt business where she'd make t-shirts with these fun little logos, designs on them, called Mommy Loves. Genius. And I remember that because, yeah, and I remember she'd be in the room that would one day become my bedroom in, in the house I grew up in. She'd be, I remember in there, it'd be like, you know, a thousand degrees in there, it'd be hot as hell because she'd be like pressing the shirts mm-hmm. herself, you know, be pressing the logos for the shirts. And of course, that evolved. She's still, you know, uh, she's still an entrepreneur today. She's not doing that anymore. Uh, she she does coaching now, mm-hmm. um, but 
like, you know, she was always there, right? And I love both my parents, you know, equally, of course. But as far as lifestyles go, yeah, I, my mom is is what what inspired me to become an entrepreneur because, like I said, she was always there. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could take me to school. I needed something; she could be there. Like, yeah. it, you know, it was always she. She was the parent who was always home, but she still worked because she was an entrepreneur. And so, you know, fast forward, I was in high school, and I was looking for some extra cash like most high school kids do and she was like hey if i teach you how to edit my podcast and paid you a little bit of money to do it would you do it and i was like uh yeah sure whatever so i did that for a little bit and then and then she was like you should do this for more people too make it like a business and i was like huh i never thought about that and so she referred me to my first client because your mom does not count <laughs> and then, yeah you know and then i pretty much grew from there into what i'm doing today and that's the bulk of my business is i do it's a done for you podcast production service mm-hmm. um that i do and uh yeah and then the podcast came in a few years after that when i realized i was telling everyone how great podcasting was but i didn't have one myself and so that's when i started a path to podcast success yeah that makes a lot of sense you know there's yeah. so many coaches and consultants out there that you know they they are formally trained to be a business consultant but they've never owned a business themselves right yeah and then, i mean look in, at like my mom she's a coach she's been doing business since like before anyone else I and mean, mm-hmm. she's doing businesses back when the internet was still yeah. <laughs> like a new thing you know like that's and there's like there's a certain amount of security in that for the client it, it doesn't yeah. mean that's how it has to happen you know uh oh, yeah one of my good friends yeah my claudio you know he he has he basically has ran a business though he was like a vp for a construction company so he was basically yeah. the one running it, you know what I mean? But he technically was never an owner, and then he went straight into coaching. So that was always like a, a deal for him. It's like, hey, I've never owned my own business, but I understand marketing. I understand sales. I understand, you know, P&Ls, margins, all that good stuff. So for sure. But, yeah, you know, and that's one of the things I was asking you early in the episode. was like, how many episodes you at? And, um, you know, you get to bring that experience level into it. And, it, and it's not just episodes; it's guests. Because you said you've never done yeah. a a solo. No, episode. I've never done a solo episode for the podcast, and I, I bring a lot of that of that into the beginning part too, because mm-hmm. I help a lot of people start a new podcast. Yeah, and in that process is when you know you really want to dive into that side of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then once the podcast is launched, then it's just like the ongoing production, where it's a lot more hands off for them. But that's that's where I find that experience to really come in handy for the people I work with is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Paths Podcast Success, you've owned that for, what is that, four years now, five years? The podcast or the business? The business. Uh, I, I mean, I started, I don't know when you define it, when it becomes yeah. a business, right? But, like, I've been editing podcasts. I mean, I started working on my mom's show back uh-huh. in, like, 2015. Okay, so nine years now? Yeah. Doing well, that, you know, that type doing of work? Podcast-related work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, the the experience matters, and especially at 16 years old, I mean, your whole life has been podcasting professionally, you know what I mean? Like, have you you ever held any other full-time jobs or anything? Did that ever get in the way of your your business? No, this is it. I worked at Starbucks for a month once. Okay. What happened there? That's it. Uh, I hated it. (laughs) So I quit. Because, of course, I mean, especially when I was, when I was, when I was in, like, right when I was, like, graduating high school and early college, like... Mm -hmm. My mom was the only person in my personal life who who understood anything about the business, and she was the only one supporting that. No yeah. one was, like, specifically saying, like, oh, you can't do this. Like, oh, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. no one act- supported it either. I mean, it was just, like, this little hobby thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. People, hey, you can't actually make, like, a living off of this. And so that so I only worked at Starbucks because I kind of succumbed to all of that mm-hmm. and was like, I need to get, like, a, quote, real job. And then I was this, and I was like, okay, I don't care how many people tell me this podcast thing isn't isn't going to work. Right. This sucks. Having to get up, put on a uniform, go to a, go to a place, work there, you know, for how many hours, and then go home. I hate mm-hmm. this. I want to go back to working, you know, in my pajamas. Yeah. So I was like, I don't care how many people tell me that this isn't going to work. I'm doing it <laughs> because the alternative sucks. So it makes a lot so of sense. So this is the only like you know full time like career I've had. Have you had any challenges like in terms of scaling and stuff like that? Because you're uh, from what I understand, you're an operation of one, right? I think you may have. Some... No, I have. I have a team. Oh, you have a team. Okay, it's a small team, but mm-hmm. I ha- you know they're they're doing the production work. I don't do any of the actual podcast editing anymore. Right. I have people doing that who are better than I ever was. Yeah. You know what I mean. So That's not only has awesome. it freed up my time, but it's made the product that I deliver way better. 
that's kind of where I was getting to it. Like, how did you come to that point where it's like, okay, I need to scale. I need to stop doing this stuff myself. Right. So, I mean, I, there came a point. So I forget which like famous rich person said, it. I don't remember Bill Gates, Elon Musk, whoever, Someone was like, get a lazy person to do the job because they'll find a way to do it faster and easier. Right? <laughs> it's paraphrasing. Yeah. So yeah. to be completely transparently honest with you, yeah, I'm definitely kind of a lazy person. Mm-hmm. Generally. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm still, when I say lazy, like I'm still, I still put in work. I'm like, you know, creating a life for myself. But at the same time, like, you know, years ago, because I, ha- I haven't, I was, I started outsourcing, you know, some years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there came a point where I was getting more clients and I was doing all the production myself. And that was a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, that was a good amount of hours each day. I mean, uh, you know, editing podcasts. And uh, there came a point where it was taking time away from, from like the marketing, the, the selling, the growing the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, personal life as well, because I believe you should work to live, not live to work. Right. Right. My business isn't my entire personality, right? I have a life. Mm-hmm. outside of editing podcast and so i was like i don't want to keep doing this no i i, I don't want to be editing podcasts you know mm-hmm. i, I kind of want to outsource myself out of a job yeah and so uh so then i started i i found a uh there's some i forget the name of the site but there was a site for like filipino online workers mm-hmm. where it was like it was they're all vetted like a, VA site. Like a, a professional yeah yeah and, and so i just went on there and i found someone Mm-hmm. Who who had an audio experience, and he was willing to come on and really be a part of things, and he's kind of grown with me, um, and uh, he does all of it now. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's important too. I mean, I just hired my first VA like a year ago, oh, and yeah. she's been fantastic. She's my social media director. Yeah, and so she's got three more people under her. You know, they all have different roles in the company, but uh, you know, she's got a social media assistant. And she's just killing it. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, a lot of people, you know, that's that's a struggle a lot of entrepreneurs say. It's just, oh, it's, business is my baby. I don't want to give it out to people. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to hear that you've done some outsourcing as well. Oh, yeah. You you have to. You know, I'm – Yeah. And that's the whole deal is let, let, let somebody that is passionate about that line of work and good at it, you know what I mean, come in and do that yeah. and, and, and leverage it. You know what I mean? what separates a legit business from just like a freelancer and it's fine to be a freelancer mm-hmm. or a solopreneur there's nothing wrong with that yeah. but it definitely there's a ceiling there you're kind of giving yourself a job in a way mm-hmm. um but yeah, there's definitely a difference yeah. yeah for sure so let's get into kind of you know and we talked a lot about this on your show as well but i wanted to make sure we covered this because we got really deep into it what right. are the what are the benefits of having a podcast there are a lot of benefits to having a podcast. I'll just kind of go over the benefits that it's had for me, mm-hmm. people that I've worked with. There's the typical benefits that you think of with a podcast, and that's audience building and content. So mm-hmm. pretty much anyone, if you're an entrepreneur, you understand the importance of content, Yeah. right? Whatever form that takes. The podcast is a bit unique in that it's it's very personal. Um, I don't know if, you've, if, if you listen to podcasts. If you listen to a podcast enough with a host – you kind of feel like like you know the host, right? Yeah. You kind of feel like you guys are friends almost in a way, even mm-hmm. though you've never met them and they've never actually talked to them. You're just listening to a pre-recorded conversation they're having with someone else, or if it's a solo episode, you're listening to that. But it, it really, it, it's more personal than pretty much any other form of content because in a video, you, you kind of feel like the person is really putting on kind of a front, right? Because you're, yeah. you're putting on your, because you're recording a video. I mean, you're going to be a little bit different. Or like a blog or something. I mean, for all you know, they could have had some ghostwriter come on and write that. Mm-hmm. So I find a podcast. So there's there's benefit number one, I guess you could say, is it's the best way to get out your authentic self. And that's a great way to grow an audience. You know, you do that, then you have guests on. And look what we're doing. We're doing an interview exchange. I had you on my show. Now I'm on your show. Yeah. So both of our, like, you know, audience numbers are going to go up because of this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in front of your audience. You're getting in front of my audience. It's great. You can see where the benefit is there. Mm-hmm. And as far as, well, how do I make money from a podcast? There's, which is always, you know, usually the question when it comes, that's kind of what people mean when they say, what's the benefits? Right. What they're really asking is, how do I get money from this? Yeah. Right. How is it worth it? Especially if they're hiring someone like me, like, how am I going to recoup that investment? Right. Yeah. Then there's the standard sponsorships or affiliate marketing, which is fine. 
Uh, I don't really do that on my own personal show. I have no real desire to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not where the gold is for me. For me, what I found, besides, of course, you know, if you have your marketing in place and you can leverage that audience, get them on an email list, get them to a funnel, you know, all the standard business stuff, podcast is an incredible tool to be like the top of the funnel and bring people into that. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, um, I, I, I specifically... When, I, when I'm looking for a guest for a podcast, I look for someone that could be an ideal client. Right. Now, I don't, I'm not structuring an interview or a podcast interview in such a way where it's some like manipulation to sell. That's not what I <laughs> yeah. do. Right. Yeah. I, I, I find someone where if they would be an, a, a client for me, if I could see myself working with them, I'd like to work with them. Then instead of sending a cold, like a pitch, cold in DMs or, mm-hmm. or, or just be like, hey, do you want to get on a call or whatever? Yeah. Or just like a, hey, how are you? It's great to connect. Uh, right out of the gate, I invite them on my podcast as a guest. If they read the message, sometimes you know the message might get lost. Mm-hmm. So read the message, they're more, more, uh, most likely going to say yes to coming on the show. Yeah, because who wouldn't? Yeah, right. And so I invite them on the podcast, and then we we have I blow, blow them away with a great interview because mm-hmm. uh, you know after two hundred recorded interviews, I'm, I'm really good at it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of fun on the interview. We really connect. Um, we get to know each other. We feel very comfortable. And then after we finish recording is when I'm like, Hey, so this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Do you have a podcast? Or if they don't have a podcast, it's like, Hey man, why don't you have a podcast? Yeah. Or if they do, what's your production situation? Oftentimes it's, Oh, I'm not going to start one r- right now. Yeah. Right. Which is just a polite way of saying, nah, screw off. I'm not doing a podcast right now. <laughs> or, you know, someone like yourself, for example, you have production, your production's already handled, which is yeah. totally fine. Yeah. So then I, I then I you know make myself aware. I tell them how you offer a referral commission. So then people you know I find myself getting referrals every now and then from people. Yeah. But if even if that doesn't happen, worst case scenario is still pretty best case. Worst case scenario is I get a great interview. I get to release, mm-hmm. and then that ups my listener count and it helps me you know establish myself as an expert in the marketplace. All that fun stuff comes from releasing the episode with that person. So. Worst case scenario is that, which is still be- pretty best case. And best case scenario is, oh, right. I've been looking for, I've been wanting to start a podcast. Yeah. And then I help them do it and then boom, new client. So in the world of organic marketing, mm-hmm. the podcast has been my way to break in to that and, and, and warm up a lead extraordinarily quickly. Yeah. And- really, I mean, I'll send a cold DM asking them to be on the podcast. They'll say, yes, I'll send them a link. Mm-hmm. There's what three messages and they'll say great scheduled. So four messages in uh, Facebook DMS and then they get on a podcast and that's, I block off an hour and then, you know, we, we try a little bit, then we record the official episode and then we mm-hmm. try a little bit after that. And I find that, you know, that's enough sometimes. Yeah. You and know? then, you're giving them value right away, right? Because they have a yeah. message and most of the time you're qualifying them that they do have a message indeed. And then they come on the no, show, no. they get to put that message out there. They get to access to your, your uh, circle of influence, your viewership. And, and so now the law of reciprocity says, Hey, what can I do for Evan? You know, if I'm not starting a podcast or I already have production covered, exactly. you know, what can I do for Evan? And, you know, my immediate thing is like, I'm going to return that favor, get you to my, viewership you know right which is an incredible you know exchange of value right there and of course i do it you have to do it you have to do it in a way that's genuine too Mm -hmm. absolutely you know what i mean and and that's what i do and i always yeah i'm doing it's just you have to be genuine so the the podcast for me because i jumped into it so fast and it was like the first thing i was excited about doing in terms of building this you know marketing and recruiting and machine right Right. um what it did for me is it it kind of loosened me up Right. Because after you do a couple of podcast episodes, you know, now those conversations in general, you're learning things. You know, you've got people that would potentially be in a mentor type role to you because they've, you know, done so much more or they've done a lot more business or they just have a different perspective. Right. Oh, yeah. And so you you learn a lot. But then also, like you said, it's a content creating machine. Right. So somebody sitting down and saying, hey, I need to do some reels. I need to do some TikToks. You know what I mean? They, they'll sit down. They'll go to do them, and it'll be awkward. They'll have to have, you know, they may even write a script. They may even, like, put together bullet points, and it's just, it, it doesn't feel natural. But when you jump on a podcast, it, it becomes a natural conversation after, like, the first five minutes. 
if you're if you've done as many as we have, then it exactly it's, it's, it's natural right away. And you right? can splash that up. And how many TikTok videos are in one thirty minute podcast episode? Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight something you said too about like bringing on like people who who you consider mentors as a guest. Uh-huh. I've had plenty of I've had lots of guests on my podcast that are way higher like level in business than yeah. me. And and it's they're they were an incredible resource and I I even you know comment on this and like while I'm on some of those episodes some mm-hmm. of those people will be like this is this is crazy I feel like I forget I'm hosting a podcast I'm just like listening yeah you know what I mean yeah so exactly those like, people are I mean well, oh I'm supposed to keep the conversation people? going I was just listening yeah. to you. <laughs> oh, oh I have to speak now oh right I forgot you know <laughs> but like how many of those kinds of people are gonna agree to just jump on an hour call with some random person who reaches yeah. out to them none of them. Yeah. But a lot of them agree to come on a podcast and you get the same thing. So I was, uh, I, I forgot why I was on Andy Frisella's website the other day. And then I noticed that he was like, have Andy on your podcast. And I'm like, okay, how much is this going to cost? You know? Yeah. Right. And then you go to it and you realize, oh, you just submit your podcast. You, you know, you submit your story a little bit. Basically you apply and he comes on your podcast for free, Yeah, which is just blows my mind but it's one of the ways that he gives back you know so if anything start a podcast just to apply to have Andy Fursello on your podcast and then you'll immediately blow up you know yeah right and how many people are honestly like he's probably making way it's probably good that he doesn't charge because I mean how many people are gonna you know like you you literally just said Mm -hmm. make a podcast to have him on your podcast yeah exactly Andy Fursello I mean that is that marketing right there is just mind-blowingly genius. Yeah. So, I mean, you're on enough podcasts. I mean, it's just. Well, and then your listeners, the you know, if you have someone like that on your podcast, like your listeners become instant fans because it's like, oh, oh yeah. he's giving the little guy a shot. You know what I mean? Right. And, and everybody's a little guy compared to Frisella. You know what I'm right. saying? Or like a Rogan or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogan's, like, got, know, you have- Rogan's got 30 minutes of ads before you even get to listen to any content. So. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm a Frisella fan, for sure. Yeah, there you go. But, like, you have him on your podcast. You have Andy Frisella on your podcast. And that, like, I mean, that blows you up, too, Mm -hmm. in terms of just your credibility. Yeah. I mean, you could always say, oh, yeah, I had Andy Frisella on my podcast. Oh, yeah, I had Joe Rogan on my podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that is is instant clout for you. You know, that's people are going, ooh, okay, wow. You have a legit podcast then, you know? Exactly. One of the the strategies that I heard, and I, I wish I could give them credit for this, um, but was, all right, don't just ask someone to be on your, your podcast, right? Look at their page, understand what message that they're hot on right now, specifically right now, right? And right. this is really good for those medium type people, you know, like, like Jeremy Wilson is perfect example, right? He's not like nationally famous or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like Orion Stuman, but he has a cult following, you know, he's got a great, viewership and he's got your um psychographic um (laughs) he's got your psychographic right which you know we talked about earlier was you know how did you describe it the psychographic so uh, psychographic so people like oh what's your demographic Mm -hmm. like ideal client i think about it in terms of psychographic so i look at them as a person Mm -hmm. right do how much how well do we vibe yeah um what are they like just, yeah, it's, it's, psychic, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of difficult to describe, but like psychologically, right? That's the kind of traits I look for in a client. So yeah, psychographic. Yeah, so like you know, Drewby's following isn't going to be like victim mentality. They're going to be action takers. They're yeah. typically going to be entrepreneurs, which is more demographic. Action right? takers, higher level entrepreneurs. Yeah. People who you know the mindset is kind of squared away. They have a positive mindset in terms mm-hmm. of business and personal growth and development. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. So like you would reach out to him and he he's he's hot on an apex lifetime membership right now right they just right. they just they just ended that but at the, you know a couple of weeks ago he was right so i was reaching out to him it's like hey i think this is a great you know place for my viewers to be in apex or whatever the case i want to get your message out there you know and and somebody that gets requests to be on their podcast like all the time that you're going to stand out to them right cuz not only are you oh, yeah. saying hey i want to spread your message and not my own message and not just use you to blow up my viewership. But you're also saying, hey, I'm, I want to uh, spread this specific message that's important to you right now. And yeah, that, exactly. that means a lot. You know, and in, in sales in general, that's the way you approach prospects. You approach them by improving their lifestyle, not yours, right? Oh, yeah. And 
And so when you talk about your product, you talk about how your product can improve their lifestyle. And that's the same thing with, with doing a podcast request. And I love that strategy because one, it's genuine, you know, as long as you're being genuine about it. Right. But two, yeah. it's just the, the benefit on, on their end, whether you have five listeners or 500, it's just, it's, it differentiates you to know that you actually give a crap about yeah. their message. You, know? you give value up front. You give about them enough to be to invite them on your podcast and mm -hmm. showcase them and their work for you know thirty minutes or whatever. Absolutely. So, the the last benefit that I would want to kind of double down on is the credibility piece, right? Oh, and yeah. so, within within my own company, right? So, a lot of entrepreneurs start podcasts within your own company. One, you already have a following right there. You know, your your company's obviously going to listen to the podcast. But two, you just increase the credibility of new people coming in. And when you're like recruiting sales organizations or recruiting sales people and you come into a company and that company owner has their own podcast, it's like instant credibility. You know, like, okay. wow, this isn't just another company owner that, that owns this company and is hiring me or whatever. He's got a message and he's giving it to the world once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever the case may be. It has a lot of the same benefits as like a book. Yeah. Writing a book. A lot of the same benefits as writing a book, except it's real time. You know what I mean? It's like way that, easier too. It's way easier. <laughs> I am uh, just beginning the outline of my book, and so right. yes, it is. Oh, and it never goes away. Too. A book is kind of one and done. Yeah, I mean, you can market the book, but it's still the same same stuff. Yeah, Podcast, I, I mean, every interview is a little different. After you get the initial push, the book out. A book is just a again a credibility piece, and yeah. a loss leader at that point. Hey. You know, I would love for you to be a client, check out my book on this subject that I, right. you would hire me for. Yeah, it's always beneficial, but a podcast is like that initial benefit you get right when you launch the book. Mm -hmm. The podcast is kind of that, but ongoing. Like it never ongoing. kind of drops off because you keep releasing new episodes. And each new episode is like like a mini new book launch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, especially for the consultants and coaches out there, um, people want to hear and, and that's the whole deal is, you know, and what's blown up in the last few years is information-based selling, right? And, and information-based social media. So one of the great things about that is it's like, okay, anybody that comes to me through my social media knows what I'm about before they even have a conversation with me. And if they yeah. don't, if they're coming to me cold from a referral or something like that, I can send them a few podcast episodes that I kind of feel like embody my style and my philosophies. Right. And it kind of qualifies them. So, I mean, we, we could talk about getting new clients all day, and especially when you're first starting out, you, you'll take any client you can get. But after you <laughs> yeah, get right. to a certain level, you're like, okay, I need to be more selective about my clients. So and then I, when you take every client you get, but then all, you get a, a client who you hate and yeah. is horrible working with, and you realize, oh, wait a minute. This wasn't like, worth this it. This isn't even worth the money, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't think about that at the beginning, right? You think any, it doesn't matter. You can you know, do whatever you want, like just mm -hmm. give me money. But then when you get your first real like problem client, you realize you, yeah. you can and should be more selective. You know? <laughs> yeah, and so the, the, the podcast is kind of qualifying clients for you because oh, yeah. it's inevitable. Somebody refers you to them. They're going to look you up. They're going to see you have a podcast. They're going to listen to an episode, and then maybe they'll reach out to you, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of pre-qualifies them for you. You know, like I've been thinking about this a lot about my individual salespeople, you know, because – in, in, in our industry, you don't want them doing anything but selling, you know, especially coming from like a sales org like mine. And you want them focused on selling, make a bunch of money selling, and then, you know, whatever they do with their time is theirs, right? But what I'm starting to realize is, all right, so we've brought in like freedom training, tax training, mindset, you know, meditation, all this different stuff we brought it to our people and they've really appreciated it. You know, they've become more uh, bought into the company because of it. The culture's getting better, and, and our retention is super low than it has been in the past. And so, you know, we do this training throughout. And so as they move up in the company, in the sales organization, or if you have a sales team, it, it may not be a bad idea. But at some point, you know, maybe they hit like a regional level or even just a, man, a management level that you propose the idea of them starting their own podcast. And, and here's the deal. People get so hung up on, like you said, well, what is the benefit? And it, and it usually, you know, the, the, the benefit they want is more clients, right? Well, right. you got to get creative in that aspect because 
you can only have so many podcasts about financial services. You can have, yeah. only have, so, you know what I mean? Like, how are you going to hook these people? And it typically has to do with what you're passionate about in the industry. So like for me, it was building great sales teams. I looked around at the podcasts out there and there was a lot of sales podcasts. There was a lot of entrepreneur podcasts. You know, there was a lot of, there was a few culture podcasts, but there was no building great sales teams or, right. you know, building teams. And um, it was more of an accessory to a, a, a bigger conversation, yeah. right? It was the same with me. I started out, I only, I exclusively interviewed people with a podcast themselves and we talked about podcasting. Uh-huh. Hence path to podcast success. And th- yeah. that, I had a bunch of people being like, oh, I've never seen a podcast about podcasting before. Wow, this is super meta. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, I know. I mean, now I'm a lot more lenient with my, especially with the, like the, the, the organic marketing strategy I've implemented mm-hmm. with the podcast. I kind of have to be a little bit more lenient than that. Yeah. Um, but that's fine because I've gotten to the point now. I have so many interviews. Like the thing I care about most is have, having fun conversations with interesting entrepreneurs. Right. So it's no longer a requirement to have a podcast. Um, but at the beginning, that's how I differentiated myself and kind of got it started and got the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. But so, it does. It, it becomes a podcast for podcasters. Yeah. You know, and because yeah. and we can relate to everything you were talking about in there. <clears throat> and exactly. then to the people that haven't started one yet, you know, we're sitting there screaming through the radio, through the, the stereo, like, hey, you need to start one already. <laughs> like Exactly. Yeah. We're talking about all these crazy benefits. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's that was the goal for me. I'd talk to people like, all right, well, how was a. Uh, how has a podcast Im- impacted your business? Business and mm-hmm. half the people would be like, "Oh, it's like the centerpiece of my entire operation." Yeah, you know, and they go into it, and it's like, yeah. Well, and and people want to be around successful people, and yeah. and definitions of success vary, right? But at the end of the day, if let's just say, you know, and I'm I'm using the example for my my solar sales teams, right? And if one of them, they're a solar closer, they're all about solar, right? They go out and they start a podcast about being a homeowner. Funny stories about being a homeowner. That's the podcast, you know. Yeah, they're going to talk about solar every now and then, but it's not going to be the center of the podcast. But yeah. if they have a potential client and they're on the fence, they're like, hey, by the way, I have my own podcast. Would love for you to listen to it. I think you get a lot of value from it. They send it to them. The homeowner's cracking up. All of a sudden, that relationship isn't just business. You know what I mean? They provided them some value. They provided them some entertainment. You know, and again, you could sell solar and be passionate about Pokemon. You know, my son is crazy into Pokemon right now. He's doing YouTube videos. I won't let him post them yet, but he's doing YouTube videos on Pokemon. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and that may be your thing, you know. Um, But I I do. I think people need a creative outlet. And, right. and that's something that, you know, instead of going and, you know, drinking some beers or watching TV, you know what I'm saying? You could go and, and shoot a podcast every other night exactly. or once a and week. I mean, talking about, talking about like the business side of what I do and like, I guess you could say pitching mm-hmm. my business is the, the vast minority of, of what I'm talking about when I'm talking to someone that I, I want to like become a client of mine. Right. Like, I'm, that's not even, that's like a tiny, it feels like almost a little like you know, kind of something thrown in at the very end there, just kind yeah. of mentioning it, you know, cause you still have to be, you know, brave enough to, you know, pitch what you do. Yeah. But I've found that after, you know, you, you, you show that creative side of yourself on the podcast, mm-hmm. people are, are very, very willing to, 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 to listen to that. Cause you're, you're not feeling like you're being like hard sold anything. Yeah. And then you've also kind of opened yourself up. You've been transparent about, you know, struggles that you may have or stories in your life or whatever the case is. And, and again, the relationship takes a different, goes to a different level and it, it becomes easier, easier to sell at that point. Yeah. It becomes easier Plus to offer there, your you, service. You gave value up front. I mean, that's a lot of value you gave up front having them on your podcast. So of course they're going to be willing. I mean, like listening to your pitch, like people think, I mean, like for me anyway, like I'm on a podcast, like it's like the least I can do yeah. is, is, is hear what you do. And also like I'm just genuinely interested. Because we just connected for how long, and I like you, you like me, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's what you feel like after you do the podcast episode. So if they're like, "Hey, can I tell you what I do?" Yeah, yeah, of course, I'd love to hear what you do. Yeah, it's crazy. I've never been. It's never been so easy for me to give referrals in my life because yeah. you know I'm part of Apex and I have all these podcast relationships that are outside of Apex, and uh, I've created all these relationships and it's so easy to give referrals because you know they're genuine people 
and you've had yeah. more than you know a five message Facebook conversation with them. You've had either a podcast conversation or a networking conversation, whatever the case is, and uh, you're able to kind of connect, and then and then they they become top of mind, right? Not right. the guy that gave you his business card one time and, oh, I got this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't know anything yeah. about that guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm in an event or something like that. Like, I'm not going to be trying to sell those people on working with me at the event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite them on my podcast at the event. And then we'll click on the podcast after the event. And, th- and, and then I'll, you know, sell my stuff or whatever. Absolutely. So it's been a really good episode so far. You know, one of the things, and I think I told you this, that I like to end the episode with, so you may have been prepared for it which isn't fair. You're not supposed to be prepared for the question. But um, the question is, what does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind for generations after you? That is a very, very good question. I mean, what comes to my mind for that, for that question is the importance of relationships and treating people like fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. Because especially when it comes to business or just anything, it all comes down to relationships. And oftentimes people get really consumed with what they want, whether that's more money or let's say, you know, you're young and dating, you want a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, like you're really consumed with the things you want you have to step back and, and realize it's all built on relationships. Mm-hmm. So the legacy I would want to leave behind would be about that importance and how if you put that first, then, I mean, you can, I mean, you know, all not to sound cheesy, but, you know, all your dreams can come true. Right? <laughs> Anything you want, you can have. If it you sounds tr- cheesy, first. but it's true. Yeah, but uh-huh. anything you want, you can have if you put relationships first. And uh, that, and also, I'm also just very passionate, too, about helping. Um, this is something I'm looking to get into within the next few years as my business continues to grow and expand, is I really want to be a voice for young people, okay. uh, high school age, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, be, be the voice for those people that my mom was for me. Because she was, like I mentioned earlier when I was sharing my story, like, my mom was the, oh, I can't stress, I mean, she was the only person that I knew personally the the one and only person of all my friends mm-hmm. all my family you know you know my dad wasn't didn't you know really encourage a lot of that stuff my my grandfather didn't like no personal friends no teachers no mm-hmm. authority figures in school no one except my mom was like there's another way you don't have to just go to college and get some generic degree for right. a career you don't even really care about right because i never knew what i wanted to be when i grew up i never knew what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and my mom was the only person who who gave me a different idea and show me there was another way to do it. So that's another legacy that I want to leave behind is I want to be able to be a voice for those young people mm-hmm. and uh, show them that that you can you can create a life you want. You know what I mean? By by doing work like this and finding something you enjoy doing and doing it. Um, and then you can have that freedom. You don't have to uh, get it, go in a career you hate, work until you're 60, yeah. and then retire and die, right? No, I love that. You can that. actually live life. So that's... Uh, that's that's kind of my answer to your question. Yeah, that's an awesome legacy to leave behind, for sure. And one of the things that I've been talking about a lot, and I did a talk on this a couple of weeks ago, is, um, you know, we have these values that we want to leave behind. And that's what I noticed, you know, my entrepreneur-centric, relationship-centric uh, guests, their answer is typically about values, you know, and yours is right. in relationships and building a uh, building a life for freedom, you know, working to living to work instead of working to live. Right. And, uh, so that's a value that you want to pass on to generations after you. And then, you know, the fact, the value is the foundation, you know, so you think about your passions. Uh, Typically this is like the second most common answer is they want to leave behind their business, which is their passion, right? They want to leave behind, you know, barbecuing on Sundays, you know, or, you know, things that they're, they're kind of hobbyish and that's the work, right? That's the work that you leave behind. And then, and then there's what the work produces, you know, which exactly. is the, the yeah. business as an asset, you know, heirlooms, money, and that's mm-hmm. the legacy piece. But if the foundation is weak and there is no values in there, then it all kind of falls apart. Yeah, it's and, just about, I mean, it's what life do you want to live and what can support that life? Of course, mm-hmm. I love podcasting. I'm incredibly passionate about it. I think it's, it's, 
I mean, I've, I've, I've set up my business in such a way so that interviewing on the podcast and doing conversations like this mm-hmm. is the vast majority of my days. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But at the same time, I'm doing it for a reason. I'm doing it to support like a life that I want to live, mm-hmm. right? And that life is outside of the business. The business isn't everything, right? That's not what like that's not that's not my entire life. You know, I mean, right. a lot of entrepreneurs out there, it's like it feels like that's the only thing they care about. Uh-huh. You know, like they'll show they'll show their like daily routine or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, 100 percent of this is either sleeping, eating, working out, or working on your business. Yeah. Like, is there nothing else? So I definitely and think there's a lot more to life. That's impressive for somebody your age too, because it's typically mm-hmm. the ones your age that their schedule looks like that. <laughs> you know, they might have a Tinder date in there and that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They might sneak a Tinder date in there, but that's just physical needs, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And Hey, it, it does take me, uh, it takes me longer. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of those kids who are people my age who are like, Oh, you're going out, you're going out on Friday with your friends. You're a failure. You got to put in the work. Yeah. Like those people. Well, yeah, of course they're going to achieve success faster than yeah. I, than me. But at the same time, I, I can't truly speak for them, but yeah. I have a feeling my life is a little bit more fulfilling. I yeah, feel like I'm a little happier day to day. Well, that's the whole deal. You're setting the standard first and then you're putting yeah. the work on top of it. You're setting your right. values first and then you're, you're putting in the work on top of that. Right. And there's certain things, and and I started doing this about 18 months ago, and my life got so much more fulfilling. Is I said, okay, this is what I'm willing to do, and this is what I'm not willing to sacrifice. You know, the the family time, my faith, my values. You know what I mean. So this is the the structure I'm willing to work in. And if it doesn't work in that structure, then I'm not going to do it. And if that exactly. means that, hey, this year I'm only going to do 2.5 million and not three, or not five million. The hell with it. You can't take it with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't I don't accept calls on mm-hmm. Fridays. Because yeah. uh I, I well, I still work on Fridays. I do, you know, like, you know, other you know, back in work or other work yeah. I need to do. But if I want to go out, do something, mm-hmm. I can do it. You know? I just I don't accept calls on Fridays. And that's that's it, you know, because my business is something that supports my life. Like it it, it works for me. Hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. All right, Evan, you've been an amazing, amazing guest, and we've had a, a lot of great conversation. If somebody wants to reach out, wants to jump on your podcast, or wants you on theirs, um, where do they find you at? Pathtopodcastsuccess.com is my website mm-hmm. that has the episodes of my podcast. You can check that out. It has links to all my social media, um, a little bit about me and all that fun stuff. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I highly, highly encourage you to do so. Um, I'm active on Facebook and Instagram, Evan Johnson podcast on Instagram, and then just Evan Johnson on Facebook. All those links is pretty. Uh, I know it's a pretty unique name, but uh, if uh, for some reason you still can't find me, then my links are on my website. Mm-hmm. And uh, I encourage anyone to reach out to me if they want to be guests on a podcast or talk about what podcasting would look like for them in their business. Awesome, and yeah, I'll have all those links in the show notes as well. And uh, I appreciate you coming on, brother. And let's get building. Heck yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.